0: Hey what's going on guys? Welcome back to the Jimmy Scott Fitness Podcast and Radio Show coming to you on a Tuesday evening here, really quick with a podcast titled Owning a Gym Sucks and it's a little bit of clickbait because it definitely is not all bad and I love my life and I love what I do. I get to travel the world, I've met some of the most amazing people, whether it be my peers or obviously the amazing athletes we get to work with. I've made a ton of money, more than I ever thought, you know, a bum like me could make in my life, so I'm definitely not complaining. But I want to share this because it's not all sunshine and rainbows, and I want to keep it real with everyone. If you're out there, you're looking to get into the health and fitness industry, you're looking to be an entrepreneur, you're looking to be a boss or a CEO or make a career change. I'm not talking you out of it, but I want to kick the real to you just so you know the grass is not always greener on the other side, and you might be better suited for something else or you might be willing to take the leap and do this like I did well over a decade ago and live, you know, the most amazing life that I ever thought I could possibly live. And even if you're not in the health and fitness profession, I'm going to tie this into all careers and jobs. So again, if you don't own a gym, you can still take away some amazing keys and you can apply this to your life and whatever you choose to do for your vocation and to make money and to give back to the world. Uh, side note, really quick before we dig into it, reminder, a 47 Day Transformation is kicking off here in about 11 days, it is July the 30th right now, so if you're interested in that, hit me up, 47daytransformation.com. The link's on in my Instagram bio as well. I can promise you, if you're looking to make a real lifestyle change and replace your shitty habits with ones that are gonna help serve you, not just for 47 days, but for the next you know, couple decades of your life, this is the program for you. This is a chance where you guys can learn a foundation of skills that you can take with you forever. And you'll make amazing, massive changes, both mentally and physically in those 47 days. But what you do the 47 days beyond that and the 147 days beyond that, that's where the real magic is going to happen. And it's an exhausting program for me, admittedly. I can't do it more than two or three times per year because it really does drain me. But it's the one thing I know really works because we dig into the real shit and we strip past kind of all the surface layer stuff and we dig into the real reasons why you guys aren't where you want to be not just in you know your eating and training but every other area of your life and that's what I believe a real transformation is because once you can master your mind and what you want to do and where you want to go with it then obviously controlling the flesh is a lot easier but if you can't control your mind and your thoughts and how you think about yourself and the world that you're living in you getting six-pack abs is almost fucking impossible. It's hard enough as it is even if you're mentally right, let alone if you're mentally fucked. It's just not going to happen. So uh, if you're interested, hit me up, send a message. Uh, but we're kicking off in 11 days regardless. And if you want to be there, I'm ready to rock with you. And if not, I'll dig into the podcast here. So again, when I say owning a gym sucks, I say that you know with a, with a wink and a nod. And I'll share a story here really fast. A friend of mine named Dave Dries, Dave just got out of the gym business, and I say owning a gym business because in this life, a lot of people don't own gyms like BJ Gadur, Alexia Clark. They don't own gyms where people come and train brick and mortar. You know, I, Jeremy Scott, actually own a brick and mortar building where we train humans. And for me and my personality type and what I do, it has helped transform and change me to a level where I never could imagine it would be at. I've learned more about human behavior and people's, you know, processes and what they do and how they think and how they react than I ever thought I could and more than any school or textbook could ever teach me, I promise you that. And so for me doing it it's good for my life it, on multiple levels. And I remember we're out to like a lunch with Andrew Connor. Andrew used to be my boy at Reebok. Andrew, if you're listening, hope you're doing well, brother. Uh, and I remember he said this sentence to me and I don't think he even realizes that he was like, I, I, he goes, Jeremy, I still can't believe you're doing this shit. And you, you still actually train and, and own a facility. And I don't think he meant it negatively. I just think because a lot of people in the space who are like myself, don't do it. You know, there is like a, like a Hannah Eden and Hannah's a gangster like me. And so she'll probably do it like me until she dies. But it takes a certain kind of person to do it, and for me, the more positive comes from it than negative. But for my homie Dave Drees, and if you guys know Dave's backstory, if you know me, you've been following me for a decade or more. Dave has been around a long time, like I have. Um, one of the smarter guys uh, I know. He was actually my financial advisor many, many, many years ago when I had four dollars, so he could manage the four bucks for me. But uh, Dave worked with me at Jeremy Scott Fitness for a couple of years. Then he left uh, with a friend of mine. They started their own gym. And then Dave ran this place called Arizona Training Labs for about the last six years. And he recently just got out of the gym business about a week ago. And again, Dave's in great shape. Good looking dude. Been on the cover of Man. We've done a lot of things together, you know, with T Nation and Livestrong and a lot of projects. We did 10 weeks to rip together. We did a lot of things together in the industry and the life. And I don't know what he'll do next, Um and the reason I share that is because he's a very talented, smart, good-looking, fit individual. And for him, I think he had just had enough. I know he, he'll he miss relationships. But it's a grind, what we do. And, uh, I, again, don't feel bad for me. Uh, I make a lot of money. I live a great life. It, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. But it's not fucking easy. Um, it's far from that. Yesterday alone, I woke up at four, 3.50 in the morning. I got in here about 4.00. Got here about 4:45 in the morning, and I worked literally until 7 o'clock last night straight through. I got a chance to work out, obviously, so I don't count that as work. So, other than the hour I got to work out, I work from 5 in the morning straight through till about 7 p.m. at night, and uh, that has happened more often than I like to admit, even in the last year, and it will continue to happen, I'm sure, on certain days. In order for me to live this life and do all the things I choose to do, and I think for him, the schedule gets to you. It does. You waking up, you know, before the crack of dawn every day giving every ounce of energy to every person who comes in the door, and then obviously coming home and hardly having enough energy for your normal life. And I think for people who want to do normal people shit, like play golf or you know do yard work or, or have some semblance of a normal life and friends and family, it's really tough to juggle and manage. Luckily for me, I don't like to do a lot of normal people shit, so I'm cool. But that was him. And the reason I share that story is because he's one of the most talented individuals that I know personally, and I've known him since I was probably nine years old if it's grinding him down, I can promise a lot of you out there you won't have the same resolve as him and it will grind you down rather quick and that's not to talk you out of the health and fitness profession or owning a gym or being an entrepreneur or being your own boss but it takes a lot out of you and when you're at when you get to the point you're not willing to die for it anymore the business is going to suffer. And as you go, the business goes. And so if you're suffering, the business is suffering, and you can see where the ship is headed from there. It sinks pretty quick. And the reason I say owning a gym sucks is because there's certain things you have to deal with, like any business in any life. For my people out there, if you're just getting into it or you're in the life right now, you're gonna understand what I'm saying. You have to deal with tire kickers. And those are the people who just wanna prequal your price on price. They just wanna prequalify your gym and if it's a good fit for them on price alone. They're only concerned about, you know, how much money it costs, how much exercise they can get out of you, how many calories they burn, how sweaty they can get. And that, my friends, is not the greatest indicator of an amazing workout. Or more importantly, that does not tell the story of what an amazing program should be. The price of it does not dictate that, and how fucking sweaty you get and how tired you get does not dictate it either. A seven-year-old can take you through a workout and make you sweaty and tired. It does not make you better. And if you guys are out there looking for a place to train or somebody to work with and you're only pre calling on price, ask yourself, would you pre-qual, you know, would you qualify the place you're going to go for dentistry on just price? Is that the thing you want to haggle on most? If you're going to get plastic surgery done or go get any surgery done, are you only shopping on price? Sometimes you do get what you pay for. And when people come in here, you're not just paying for access to the equipment. You're paying for us to coach you, to talk to you, and not just for the session itself, your mobility, how to make you feel better, how to make you move better, not just coaching you on macros and nutrition, and Monkey can almost do that stuff, how to hold you accountable, how to change the habit, the ritual, and the routine, how to get you to integrate it into your lifestyle, how to build a community and make you have fun and look forward to coming and actually enjoy the process of what you're doing. You're not just paying for access to a gym to be sweaty. You're paying for us to make ourselves as smart and as dedicated to you as humanly possible. And that's the hard part you have to Try to lay to, you know, a prospect or a lead who walks in the door, having them understand why you're different than the 86 places down the street. And the only thing I ever say is, if you're looking for a place to get sweaty and tired, you can do that shit anywhere. Don't come here. You can probably get it for the same price down the street, and odds you can probably get it for fucking cheaper. But what you won't get is me. There's not another Jeremy Scott down the street, and that's the difference. And I'm not saying that from a place of arrogance or bragging or because I have a certain swag about myself. No. I just know there's nobody else who's around me who has died like I have for this and is willing to do it day after day after day. Nobody else is gonna be me. I don't just talk it, I walk it. I lead from the front and that's what I'm willing to give you. I'm willing to do everything you're going to do and then some so I can feel what you feel and have empathy and put myself in your shoes so I can coach you the best of my ability because I have one singular goal to make you the best person you can be and that's what you're paying for. And that's hard for us as gym owners and fitness professionals to let people know that those of us who are the best of the best It's hard to really show people that and verbally say that. So if you want to steal that and use that, my fellow gym goers and fitness people, I'm happy to do that. The other reason it sucks for us is it's hard to find good coaches. And more than that, it's hard to find good people who are good coaches. And the reason I share this is because I've met so many people who say they want to be in fitness and they say they want to do it for the community and the people and make them better, but they're selfish as fuck. They're so worried about their own shit and their own shine and their own paycheck and their own fitness and their own body and their own ego, they lose sight of why they really got into fitness in the first place. Or maybe they were always an idiot and they got into it for the wrong reasons. But finding people who care about the clients and the athletes and the community you serve more than they care about their own personal gain is really hard for us to do as you know business owners and CEOs, those of us who are hiring. Do you know how many people message me a week to work here? And work with me and do what I do. I would guess probably 30 to 50 people a week. Say, hey, Jeremy, I'd love to work with you and meet you and and do what you do. Is there a place for me to train or work in your gym? And 99% of those people, they are drains. They are not fountains. What I mean is they want to come in and be a vampire to our community and more so to me they want to extract value from me they want to piggyback off of the shit that we've already done for themselves and not give back to the community and we have to sift through that that's why i always look for a is the person a good person we can teach them the fitness stuff and that's what i tell any of you if you're looking out there to hire or work with people or partner with them are they a good person The fitness shit, you can probably teach them. It helps if they're a genius. Obviously, like if if BJ wants to do a project with me, I'm all for it, dude, because he's fucking masterclass as a human being. And he is one of the smartest fitness people I've ever met in my life. And he will probably always be that way. So I'm always down to work with him. But those people are really hard to come by. So when you find them, you hold on to them forever. And you pay them and you work with them and you do the best you can for them. Another reason why owning a gym sucks because the hours. You have to work super early. And you have to work super late, probably forever, because that's the game. And when you get really good and you build a team, you can dictate your schedule to some point. But more often than not, you're going to be working shit hours probably your whole life um, until you you sell the gym or you get out of it or you die. Uh, Just for the fact of when we do this, we're a service industry. We're serving the people. And when are the people available? Typically before they go to work and after they go to work. There's a few people in between, but more often than that, you're going to be working with people before 6 a.m. and after 6 p.m. And then your free time is somewhere in the middle there. So you are at the mercy of them to help serve them, make them the best they can be. So if that doesn't sound sexy to you, then this isn't probably the life for you guys. Now again, that can change. I'm only, I'm in control of a lot of what I do at this point. But again, I want to see the people here. I want to be in community. I want to help them. So I got to keep waking my ass up at 3.50 24-7, 365. Another reason why a gym sucks is because you have to do real stuff. And people who quit their normal jobs just to do fitness, or I can't tell you how many times I've heard this, oh, man, if I just could if I could just do what you do, Jeremy, I'd be so fit. If I could just quit my job and you know work in a gym, I'd be so fit. I don't want to, don't take this negatively, anybody, but when you say that to me or to people in this space, do you know how out of your fucking mind you are? Like, do you know how hard it is to wake up before four o'clock in the morning, actually train people and give them all your life energy and then squeeze in your own workout at one o'clock and then come back and do the same thing again for six more hours? It is probably the most demotivating thing you can do. And oh, by the way, you've been trapped in the same space for 14 hours in a day. I would argue with people, if you're not in fitness and you work a nine to five regimented schedule, you can be in much better shape. That's just my two cents on it. People can disagree with me. They can argue all they want. But if you're done with work at 5 and you're done, you have the rest of the day to do whatever you want. You can put your energy into the training or you can do it before work. In this life, the schedule is so erratic and it changes so much and it does take energy from you to train people. It is hard a lot of times to get up for your own workouts. You have to really care about it. That's why so many fitness people who are the CEOs or the business owners or the entrepreneur in the group, they tend to let their own fitness suffer and they tend to be in worse shape the longer they do it, which... I can't tell you how many people I know have sat in mastermind groups where you look around the room and there's 10 people at the table and two of them are fit and I'm one of them. It really blows your mind, but again, it does take a lot out of you. And you also have to do real stuff. You have to look at financial statements in this life. You have to track P&L sheets. You have to plan. You have to prep and adjust your business based on the season that it's in and the geographical location that you live in. You have to wear multiple hats, at least at first, especially if you're a solo entrepreneur or you're starting out slowly. You have to... At some point, you can delegate. When you get good, when you build a team, and when you make enough money, you can scale and you can offload the things that you suck at or you're not good at. But at first, you're everything. You're the CEO. You're the manager. You're the trainer. You're the coach. You're the CPA. You are the financial advisor to yourself. You're the janitor. You're your own admin. You're the graphic designer. You're the sales team. You're the marketing department. You are human resources. You are the end-all, be-all of everything that happens every single day, And that doesn't change for a lot of people for quite some time, Um, and it sucks, dude. Um, But that's the life you signed up for, and it's for anybody who owns a small business or runs a business. You guys feel me if you're in the life right now. The other reason it sucks is because when you're the you're the man, right? You're the CEO. You're the owner. That's the title you want to put on Instagram and think is flashy and fun because now running your own business is super cool and it's trendy. And when I started it, people thought I was a dipshit for having a Facebook. uh, You know a personal training business page like, Oh, you'll never make it, you're an idiot. And now look at me now, suckers, but that was the life that we got into, you know, well over a decade ago when there was no Instagram and, and people weren't doing these things. But it sucks because you take all the blame. Um, you eat all the shit, you deal with all the fires, and the weight of it you carry until the business closes or you die. It's the way I look at it. And I've talked about this before. When you own a business big or small it's like a person you care about it like a human because you see it grow from nothing to something depending on how big it is and and i don't think it it matters you know top line revenue is not the importance of what i'm saying here is it grows to be what you want it to be it grows to not be a job for you but be a calling be a passion it buys you a lifestyle that you have fun doing but it's like a dark passenger like if you ever watch dexter um the TV show, he's the serial killer. He talks about his dark passenger with him and, and I feel like my business is that for me. It rides with you and you do care about it like a human and there's a guy here, he's uh, been an entrepreneur far longer than me for multiple decades. His name is Brent Orm and he once told me, he goes, Jeremy, owning your own business, having your own shop, it's like you're on an island. And the island is yours and it's yours alone and it's a really fucking lonely place to be and you feel like you have nobody to relate to or talk to or reach out to and even though him and I can converse because we both run our own business and we both have people who work for us, his island is his and my island is mine and regardless of how similar they are. They are vastly different. And when the ship's going down or when there's a fire burning in the forest, we got to be the ones to correct the ship. we got to be the ones to put the fire out. Nobody else can help us do that. So the other reason it sucks is it's a lonely life, especially if you're trying to be a successful you know, gym owner, business owner, entrepreneur, somebody doing something outside the norm. You're going to have to work twice as hard for half the money. But that's the price you're willing to pay because you love it so much, or you don't want to have to answer to other people or deal with their bullshit or the corporate structure of crap that's going on. So that's why it sucks. On the same note, owning a gym and doing this life is fucking awesome. As the owner, as the man, as the person with their name on the building or the door, or the person who holds the title of president, CEO, you get an insane amount of praise. Maybe even more than you deserve at times. You get credit for everything that goes right as well. Even when other people are doing the work, the credit will get awfully to you because, hey, at the end of the day, you hired those people, right? You put them in a position to be successful, so their great work makes you look an amazing leader, makes you look like a genius. That's why I tell anybody, if you're in a structure and it's going really well and you have great people, it just makes you look like a fucking rock star. And and admittedly, you did put them in place, but you're going to get the credit even when they probably should get more than you at times. And as we like to say it is, you know, you got the juice. And, you know, when you have the juice, it's great. And, you know, everybody wants to be the man. Um, You know, obviously until it, it comes down to you having to be the man and deal with the bullshit problems and it's not so fun. But for most people, it's fun to be on top. And in this life, you get to dictate a lot of what you do. You get to choose, you know, who you want to work with. You're not the mercy people. You don't have to take every client and customer interaction. You get to choose what companies you want to partner with, what mergers, what joint ventures, and what people you associate with every single day. We're in a, in a big box company. You can't do that. You get the clients you get and you got to deal with it. And it's not your call. You can't just fire clients whenever you want to. We have the opportunity to do that. We also don't have to sit in a 60 hour commute to sit in a cubicle all fucking day like a lot of other people do. That would suck. And I'd ask you guys, would you rather sit in a 60 minute commute and work in a cubicle at 9 o'clock in the morning, or would you rather wake up at 4 a.m. and go work for yourself? Only you can answer that. Would you rather be done with your day and feel like you did something that really helped people and changed their lives, or feel like all you did was crunch numbers and file TPS reports? I don't have that feeling. Every single day when this ends, I have a feeling of accomplishment. Even when I take big losses and I get punched in the face super hard. I still feel a sense of like I did more good for the world than bad. I don't feel like I wasted a day or a lot of other people when they're just crunching numbers or filing reports or doing data entry, they feel like the day was kind of wasted and for nothing other than just for a paycheck. Would you rather finish your week realizing you did nothing to help transform people's lives or make a difference? I don't want to feel that way. So I'll wake up and work hundred hours a week to feel the way that I feel every single day. And then, again, there's other tough things about owning a gym. Uh, There's no doubt about it. And I could list off 15 more things. But if you're a fitness pro out there and you take a second to realize, you know, what you have and what you don't have and the opportunities you have to create, I think it's pretty amazing. And, again, with every job, there's going to be give and take. So I'm not sending this out there to talk any of you guys out of running your own business and out of doing something different. But when you do work for yourself – When you are an entrepreneur, when you do own a gym, you control your destiny. Nobody else. You get to change people's lives every single day. You get the choice of how you spend your day, your time, your effort, and your energy. You get to wear fucking shorts to work, which is pretty amazing. For me, I get to listen to Tupac all day long if I want to. And not in my earbuds. I mean, I can come in here and turn on Pac and bang it all day long through the building if I choose to or Taylor Swift or Disturbed or Metallica or Little Troy whatever people request I'll play it for them if it makes them happy. Um, and you also you get to create relationships in this life. You get to build a community. You get to have an impact on people in multiple generations of their lives and there's power in that. And there's legacy in that that matters on some of the deepest levels where normal people don't get to feel that in a 9 to 5 because they're just doing it for a check. And I think If you ask people to a man, the people in the cubicles would trade places with us any day of the week for the most part. Now, obviously, this life can be exhausting. And, that again, that's only if you're at the top level. And when I say that, because this life isn't for everyone. Just like the office life wasn't for me, the key is that I always get to do shit that I love with people I enjoy every single day. You guys hear me say it all the time, and that's why I say it, because I I love fitness. I love sports. I love play. And the people I work with are pretty fucking amazing. So I'll put up with all the shit that I have to deal with because of that. Because the juice is worth the squeeze for me. And for some people, it's not. And with every single job, there's give and there's take. There's sacrifice. There's dedication. There's certain things you will get and you won't get. And if you're out there and you're in the middle of like a crossroads in your life and your career and your job and you're not sure what to do because you're you're not passionate about it but you're passionate about something else, I'll say this. In life, I believe if you make more money, you have to be willing to take on more responsibility and more stress. And for some people, you'd be better off you know, making less money and probably having less free time. And being the man, being the CEO, being the owner, you get paid way more. But you also take on way more stress and you eat way more shit. And you have to clean up everybody's mess all the fucking time. That's what you signed up for. That is the life. Just like if you're any high level earning person, any C level person, CEO, CFO, any doctor, any lawyer, any surgeon, anybody who is a high earner, that's part of the game. The amount of money you make in this life is typically on par with the amount of responsibility, pressure, and stress you're willing to take on. I'll say that again the amount of money you make in this life is typically on par with a how good you are at what you do in your craft but also with the amount of responsibility pressure and stress you're willing to take on now if i did anything else almost anything else other than probably social work or being a teacher or something if i was in the finance industry if i was in like the medical device or pharmaceutical sales or if i was a doctor or a lawyer which i'm not smart enough to be those things but if i was in that life and i was this level at that I would make probably three to five times what I'm making right now in fitness, because I would have to take on more responsibility, more stress and more pressure, the stress of being a lawyer, the responsibility of being a doctor, the pressure of being in like pharmaceutical sales, there's certain things that level you up. And so if you're willing to take on a ridiculous amount of stress and eat a crazy amount of shit, you can make a fuck ton of money. But if you're not willing to do those two things, odds are you probably won't make that much money in comparison to the people who are willing to do that. And the mistake I think people make is thinking that more money will somehow buy them more happiness. I need to repeat that and you guys really need to drill down and hear this and you can reshare it on Instagram or post it on your wall or tattoo it somewhere where you can see it every single day so you live it and you know it for the rest of your life. And if there's anything else I say in this podcast or anything else, remember this. One of the biggest mistakes I see people make, and I've been doing this for over a decade, And again, I've met more than probably 300 millionaires at all different levels, people who have a million bucks and people who have probably in the excess of 100 million bucks. One of the biggest mistakes I see people make is thinking that the more money they have will somehow buy them more happiness and thinking that a nicer car and a bigger house will somehow offset the pressure and the stress of the work environment that they live and breathe in 24-7, 365. When the reality is, most people, it does the exact fucking opposite. It causes more stress, more problems, more headaches, and they have to escape through addictions—be it alcohol, drugs, porn, you name it. They're into all the shit more often than not, and they're trying to escape their life because what they did is they bought into something they thought would bring them happiness, and now they cannot buy themselves out of it because they—God forbid—they downgrade their life, or they sell the shit, or they take a less job, or they make less money, move into a smaller neighborhood and a smaller house, and drive a shittier car to be fucking happier. That would be the game and that's what I would urge people to do. For many people, working in fitness as a coach or for someone else, the option of owning something for yourself is probably not the best route. And I'm not trying to talk you down. If you want to quit your job and go be the man, then please do it. But it is not for everybody. I think there's a lot of people who, if they were the number two, three, four, or 15, whether that be at a small mom-and-pop shop, a medium sized company or a giant company that would better suit you than being the number one and taking on all the pressure and the stress because I see stress as the one thing that is literally killing people from the inside out and is causing them to gain weight, to have shitty sleep, to not be healthy, to not take care of themselves, to not be a present in their life with their husband and the wife and their kids. And for what? For an extra 800 square footage of a house? For a certain emblem on your fucking car? Like, is that really what we're doing here? And is is that really what life is about? Again, this is not meant to deter you from living the life of your dreams and being your own boss and driving into the entrepreneurial life, but I can promise you it's not easy and it is not for everyone. And the way that I share it to people is this. I would personally rather work for myself and work 100 hours a week, take on all the stress and all the shit of this life and make $30,000 a year then work for someone else for a bigger machine making 300k a year because I know that sounds crazy to some of you guys but that's my truth today and it could always change as life goes on maybe a decade from now my mindset will be different but that's what it's been for me for the last 10 years so if you're listening to this and you personally would take on less stress to have a higher paying job you know maybe 100k a year and you don't have to work 100 hours a week or would you rather if you're listening work 100 hours a week for $45,000 a year be stressed out, out of your mind Does that sound appealing to you most people would say hey jeremy i'd rather take less stress and more money and for those of you out there who are already high earners but you're not happy with where you're living and what you're doing i would urge you to stop being so busy in your life and step back and look at working on your life, I know so many people who make 150K a year, 200K a year, people who make 98K a year, they'd be way happier making 42,000 bucks a year. They'd be way happier making $53,000 a year instead of $153,000 a year because they'd have more free time, they'd have way less stress, they'd get better sleep, they'd be more active, they could take more vacations with their kids. Now, again, you might stay in a worse hotel, you might drive a little bit shittier car, you might not live in, in the same nice huge neighborhood you do now, but the quality of your life would be better. And I'll share one last story before I let you guys go. I just took a trip to Newport Beach, uh, part work, part play, we did some stuff with the Cisfit, uh girls out there on Instagram who are gangsters. Um... My wife was there for work, so I met her. We made it a work, you know, kind of fun trip. We tried to piggyback everything. Everything is work for me at this point. Uh, but we tried to piggyback it with some fun stuff. And it's the same trip that my wife took me on about just over a decade ago. Same place, same Crystal Cove State Park. If you guys have been to Newport Beach, uh, please go there. It's a state park. It costs like 15 bucks to get in. Um, you avoid all the riffraff of... Uh, the public places and other people and it's a really nice super clean beach the ocean's there it's amazing it's beautiful the beachcombers down there across the street is mastro's javier's uh babette's my favorite breakfast place on the planet uh bear flags over there anyways it's its a great place it's amazing and so i took the same trip 10 years ago now 10 years ago i had a negative net worth and it was completely broke and today talking on this podcast i have more money than i ever thought i have in my entire life and did i have way more fun on this trip than the trip before the answer is no. What was the biggest difference? I flew there instead of drove there. I stayed in a nicer hotel than I stayed before. I ate at, you know, Malibu Farms when probably the first time we went, I ate at Cheesecake Factory. So the only difference is I spent a little bit more money on dinner, you know, stayed in a little bit nicer hotel and got to fly instead of drive. But short of that, nothing else really changed. And again, that went from me being completely dead broke to having more money than I ever thought I had in my life. And I took the exact same trip, 10 years apart. Slightly different, but no more fun. And the reason that I share that is that it's not about the money, you guys. Your life is very simple. It's very basic. And I would urge you to do what brings you the most happiness, the most joy, and the most fulfillment. And whether that's, if that's working for yourself, if it's starting your own business, if it's pursuing a dream, then please do that. But no, there's a trade-off with that. You're going to give up free time. You're going to take on a certain level of stress with that. It's a different stress than you get at your corporate job right now, but it is still stress none the same. And one might suit you better than the other. I don't know what that is for you. And if you're okay with at first jumping into this entrepreneurial life and working 100 hours a week for a little pay at first, then maybe it's for you. But if you feel more comfortable working for a machine and just being able to clock out and turn your mind off and making seventy seven thousand bucks a year at a job that 's not that hard for you, then do that but don't try to go for nineteen promotions to make two hundred and fifty fifty K a year knowing it'll make you fucking miserable because you still want to plan a kickball team and you still want to take weekends off and do certain fun things that those people who are making that amount of money can't do again i don't know where anybody's at i'm just sharing with you. How I feel personally, what I've lived through, and what I've seen people do here for well over a decade. I just think people think it's always the grass is greener on the other side. This life works for me, but if you guys can tell by listening to me, I'm not normal. I don't care a lot about, you know, a lot of shit that other people do. I'm willing to give up certain things other people aren't willing to give up. And only you can answer that question for you. So ask yourself, you know, as you're going through your career search and your hustle, you know, what do you really want to do? And when I, ask that question what's going to make you the happiest what's going to bring you the most joy the most fulfillment the most value and not just in terms of dollars but personally what's going to bring you the most fucking joy when you wake up what are you going to be jacked to go do every day and if you can't do that for a living can you find a career in a job that you like certain aspects of it you enjoy certain aspects of working for somebody else and that buys you a great amount of free time. It gives you some amazing benefits. It gives you the security of a paycheck. It lets you travel. It lets you do fun stuff. You don't feel like you're tied to it or married to it, which my story from the beginning, I think my homie Dave, um, you know, felt like he was tied to this life and to this business. and He was having to sweat and bleed and die for it. And that weighs on you. Uh, just like I think anybody who, you know, takes on a certain level, uh, you know, a CEO level job, it does weigh on people. And yeah, you know, we're not the CEOs of, you know, JP Morgan. We're not the CEOs of Berkshire Hathaway We're the CEOs of our own little businesses with, you know, three to 10 people in them. But the stress is stressed on the same. And if I was willing to scale this up and, you know, do multiple locations and do a bunch of crazy things, then I would have to be willing to take on a certain level of stress that I'm not willing to, I'm not willing to take on because I know what makes me happy. And I like my process and how I do things. And that's all this podcast is about is you guys, it's not about owning a gym. It's about you finding what you're passionate about and what you truly want to do and you living your your best life possible. And again, the biggest mistake I see people make is thinking that if they just reach a certain level, they'll feel like, quote unquote, they made it or when they blow up or when they get this salary or when they get that job. But it's a game that never ends. You never feel like you made it. You never feel like you grew up. It, It just keeps on going. And as long as you know yourself, who you are, what makes you happy and what brings you the most joy... I think what you'll find is doing some shit that you love, obviously, with people you enjoy, but doing something that brings you some value, and you get some joy and some fulfillment out of it, and ask yourself, how much stress am I willing to take on? What am I willing to do to reach my goals personally, and what makes me the happiest at the end of the day? Because when it's all said and done, that's all it really is for any of us, how happy we are. And it's been my experience, like the trip I just took, you know, 10 years ago. I'm no happier you know, now than when I was completely dead broke. Um, I'm more fulfilled in certain areas of my life. I'm a better person, but money can't buy that and job title and status and things can't do that. So go out and look for the things that make you happy, you guys. That's my, uh, my takeaway for the entire podcast. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I know I'm, I'm rambling on here and that's my quick rant, but I see a lot of people making mistakes that if they buy certain things or do certain things, it's gonna, you know, fix the, what's going wrong or it's going to fill the void and it it doesn't do that and I'm way happier and I sleep way better at night knowing that I'm doing something that matters to me and something that brings me enjoyment and me fulfillment and yeah I make a lot of money and, and it's super cool but reading the messages you guys send me Via Instagram DM, reading the emails you send me, the pictures you send me, uh, stopping in Scottsdale here, coming to visit me and that you want to take a picture with me and fucking hang out with me. It's it's fucking crazy. I wouldn't want to hang out with me and take a picture with me, but it's very humbling and and I truly do appreciate it. And uh, that means as much to me as the money does. Obviously, with an economical world, I have to pay bills and do certain things, so I appreciate that too. But reading, waking up every morning and seeing like, hey man, you have you know 166 messages, and they're all positive just thank yous of what you're doing or reshares of the podcast. That means the world. And so that is why I do this, and that's why I can keep waking up. And that is my oxygen. That's what keeps me rolling uh, on top of everything else that I get. And my hope is that you guys can find the same thing, whether that's working for yourself, which there's a lot of stress in that or working for somebody else just have self-awareness know your personality know who you are and then make the best decision for your life and, and you can always take a chance and uh... if you really are looking to make a leap you know i would urge you to do it responsibly and do it sooner than later and uh, like i always said when i started this i'm like hey i'm young i have no kids i have no money i really have nothing to lose worst case scenario I can always go back and work at fucking Enterprise uh or any other place like that uh to keep this uh you know to keep money rolling in. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Uh and again, really quick side note. Thank you guys. Uh men's health just named me um one of the top 55 people to follow uh on Instagram uh in the world of all fitness and health professionals and coaches who do you know what we do on Instagram and, and I thank you guys for that because You're the ones who watch it, click on it, talk about it, share it. And without you, um, none of it would be possible at all. And so I owe that to you guys because without you listening and watching and buying the shirts and listening to the podcast and the YouTube videos, none of this shit matters. If you're watching on YouTube right now, thank you for watching me ramble on for the last 40 minutes. I appreciate you. And uh, I sincerely mean that, uh, you guys. I know a lot of people say it just to say it. um, But there's no ego here. Um, I've been doing this for a long time, and, and I do it the same way you know, to, you know, hundreds of thousands of people as I did with three people. And I I, I thank you for your support and hopefully you get value out of the the crazy shit that comes out of my head and and out of my mouth. So uh, anything else you guys want to hear in the podcast, shoot me a message, hit me up, let me know. I have a lot of your stuff in the queue. I have a lot of guests I want to get on. My travel schedule is really crazy in August and September. I'm going to try to get the local people on, but I promise you. October, November, December, ton of guests, a lot of value. Uh, But if there's certain things you want to hear or people you want me to bring on, send me their names, a message. Hopefully I know them personally. If not, we can connect and maybe make it happen. So uh, thank you guys for listening. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please just keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I will talk to you guys soon. Peace.